Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Good to be back with you again. I am sitting opposite the man, Noah David. Hey, Noah, how you doing? Happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> Noah is... Am I the first repeat guest? You may well be the first I just, repeat guest. just going to keep that between ourselves. Nobody's <laughs> counting. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, and you're here because um, exciting news next week, of course, we restart Compete. Uh, Compete is our competitive fitness program. Um, it's the know, top based of the crop. On, yeah, based on, uh, on CrossFit, um, the sport of CrossFit. And, um, you know, it was, it was super popular before we, uh, before we went into quarantine. Mm-hmm. It's taken a little bit of time to come back logistically because we're just trying to, like, shuffle everything around and find space for everything and um, introduce people back slowly into the gym. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people are excited about it. Um, a lot of people have questions about it. So I, I kind of want to use today's podcast to, to answer those questions and really find out like who this program's for, um, what we're going to do with it, uh, when it's going to be, um, and what our ambitions are with, with this program, basically. Right. So let's start with, with the program itself, uh, with Compete itself. What is Compete and why do we need it? Yeah, what a great question. I think we like to say Compete is the hard stuff, right? And Compete is for the people that like to do the hard stuff. The analogy that we've used a lot in this past week is if our build and train program, if that's like high school and undergrad, like university, Compete is grad school. Now you can be incredibly successful in this life and never go to graduate school. But some people want to go to graduate school. They want to be more specific in their training. They want to kind of drill down. So Compete offers a greater platform. So it's a 75-minute class as opposed to our normal 60-minute classes. And you're going to see programming that includes movements and at a, at a certain volume of those movements that is greater than you see in our other on our other classes. And, I mean, by greater, I, I think... Really, it's just more more complex movements, more skillful movements, movements that are like higher to ma- harder to master than, than you would find in, in say build or train. So yeah, we're I talking think, like muscle ups and, and, and bar muscle ups ex- and ring muscle ups and exactly. gymnastics and high level gymnastics and snatching and all, all stuff right. like so, that. Really simply put, you're gonna find lots of Olympic weightlifting, lots of higher skill gymnastics, yeah, and your traditional lifts are gonna happen at higher percentages and at greater volume. So right. it's still gonna be the pharaoh's model in that we still have sort of synergy across platforms right yeah. we still like squat on monday for example yeah but the the flavor of squatting that we do is just a little bit more complicated and at a higher volume that that meets the demands of a more competitive athlete yeah now i think everyone listening like when you hear stuff like this it doesn't mean this is a better program and this doesn't mean this is the program for you if you have you know if you want to be fitter this just means that there are movements in this program that are that do require more technical ability, more practice, um, like we said, higher high skill level. Um, and for some people, the, the the need to learn a new skill is an important factor of their gym life. Um, for some people, if it's like I just want to be stronger, I just want to be fitter, I just want to look good. I don't care about that shit, and that's totally fine. Uh, this program though exists. You know, in that realm of like, I, I do want to, I do want to try some new things. I do want to learn some new things, and I do want to be in a more competitive environment. It's totally fine if you do, and it's totally fine if you don't. But that program needs to exist for a portion of our community that desire it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's important to mention. If you go to the beach, can you take your shirt off? 
how many people walk up to you and ask you like how much you can clean and jerk? Right. Nobody. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. But there's a huge population um, that we cater to that we have. We're lucky to have at Pharaohs that really cares how much they clean and jerk. Right. And so their goals aren't necessarily just absolute strength. They're not just aesthetics. They include those, but they also include performance factors. And those are things that like that are getting folded in to compete. That, yeah. That's your Olympic weightlifting, your high skill gymnastics, right. and your ability to do all of those things in as many very uh, in as very in as many varied ways as creativity allows yeah we, we we talked before about the word capability which i like you're, you're basically carrying a greater suitcase of capability mm. than you did before and that you know i talked about this in, in terms of fight um and other like skillful classes that that, that we have it's like that there's just something about learning skillful movement patterns that is very fulfilling as a human being we will get to a certain point in our training life where like i've been training this way for a certain amount of time I'd love to learn something new because I want stimulation, motivation, and drive, and all that kind of stuff. And compete is one of those avenues that you can go down if you desire that, and if you want that, and if you want to challenge yourself beyond, you know, what yeah. you have been doing. That's, so that's definitely the experience that I have had, right? Uh, in years of doing CrossFit, I'll be I'll be very clear. Like I am genetically awful at this sport. <laughs> no, I will acknowledge it. Like I'm not cut out for it. The ideal CrossFit athlete is like a 29 year old guy and maybe he's like 185 pounds and he's five, eight at the most. Yeah. Like sure. I am built like Gumby, but the thing that keeps me so engaged in this and like, so yeah. So captivated by wanting to be better at the sport of fitness is the fact that while I don't enjoy it, I'm really captivated and enthralled by sucking at stuff. Yes. Like the obstacle is the way. Yeah. I, I get very little out of already being pretty good at stuff. Yeah. It's the things that require lots of practice and where my success is directly proportional to my rigor. That's the stuff that like lights me on fire. Like I don't want to be good just because of chance. I want to be good because I beat the shit out of this and I exhausted all other options. And now I finally arrived at mastery. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of who it's for. Who is it not for? Would you say, who is this program not suitable for? Great. We are going to have some some qualifications or some experiences that are going to be necessary yeah. before you embark on this program, right? Let's say you've never had a real relationship with fitness and Pharaohs is your first kind of step into that world. And maybe you're excited for what the future holds, but we're still trying to figure out how to do the basics really well. Like we're trying to get amazing at the back squat and we're trying to make sure that no matter how heavy the deadlift is, we're never going to round our back. And we're still working on our like five unbroken strict pull-ups, all incredibly noble pursuits, all super worth it. And these are folks like we're delighted to have members like that at Pharaohs. Compete is not for those folks. This is more for for people who have had a a longer pre-existing relationship with fitness and how, like you said, are looking for kind of that like cognitive stimulation. They want not just to do something that's taxing physically, but is also taxing mentally and that requires practice. Yeah. And, and, and just to say, obviously, like if you've been coming to build on, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, you know, you still do get that, that stimulus that we're talking oh, about, that, 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 that challenge. It's just that compete has that higher skill element. And of course we have been doing some kind of skillful move, movements with the power clean and the, the clean and jerk, that absolutely. kind of stuff. Yeah. Compete just takes it to a, to a, to a higher level, um, in terms of skill. And I think now, also of course compete, sorry to interrupt you, no. but compete also assumes that you've seen these movements in the past. Yes. That, that doesn't require that you are already a master. It just means that when you see the word like squat snatch on a slide for you a workout, know what it is. you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason we say that guys is because 
in, in a class like this that, that, that lasts 75 minutes, which is kind of in that competitive environment, that is no time to be learning a new skill that's, that's high level. Um, so, you know, our, our, our plan here um, is for those who have experience in that to go to compete. We are going to have another program, which is going to be a skills program, essentially, right. which will be just focused exclusively on the learning of a new skill, which is, of course, a much slower paced, non-competitive, like we're just going to learn how to do this. We're going to teach you how to do it and then you're going to practice it. So that will be a different kind of track. As Noah has been saying, compete really is you've already got all these things in your wheelhouse and now you're here to compete with them you know in the session um yeah and, and just just to kind of add to what no is saying most people um that are coming to the gym who are you know just trying to get fitter just trying to get stronger um are, are, are kind of not necessarily uh, newbies to, 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 to fitness but right. you know have not been have not been operating at, at a high level at athletically or, or, or skill wise, it would be wrong of you to jump into this program with, yeah, but I really wanna, I really wanna compete with these guys. Because the, the problem is the, the, higher, the higher the skill, the higher the risk. There's no way around it. We can do a ton of warm ups, we can do a ton of mobility, you can practice everything, but invariably the, the, more, the more demanding, the more challenging, the higher skill the sport, the more risk does go up. There's, there's no there's no way around that. Would you agree, Noah? Absolutely. I think maybe what's important here is to distinguish between risk and consequence. Yes. I think when we think about doing high skill, high volume with athletes that are more developed, the, the risk is higher, um, but it's very unlikely that we're going to actually encounter something that is going to be of high consequence where somebody's going to be hurt because they've seen these movements before, they're comfortable. So maybe, you know, accidents happen, but there's not going to be an a situation where that athlete might get hurt in class. Really unlikely. Yes. We can't control the future, but it's really unlikely. Yeah. Um, now say you fold in an athlete who's really, really new to these things and they're happening kind of quickly. And maybe there is the expectation that there's already some mastery. Then yes, the risk is high, but now the consequence is larger, right? So that's not to say that compete is not a really safe place for excellence, for mm. competitive excellence. It just means that there's an appropriate demographic for which it caters to yeah and i think i mean we, we've talked about this before but i think one of the one of the biggest problems with with crossfit and crossfit gyms is just just the wrong application just it's not a gpp program right not a general physical preparedness program exactly it, it, it's a, it's a high school program a high level program that that's not to say and this isn't to bash any crossfit gyms out there because i know most most crossfit gyms do have a better sort of on-ramping process right. and, a, and, a, and a good scaling process um but you know new new people who are new to the gym should not be snatching should not be doing a muscle not be trying to do do muscle ups in that way right. before they've established a proper uh, base of strength um and and some basic athleticism before they, they attempt the, the totally more like our stuff. our soccer moms and weekend warriors don't need handstand push-ups right they need to press overhead but we don't need like that's a, an irrelevant skill right like high High performance can mean different things for different folks. Not everybody has to be doing what they see at the highest levels of sport themselves. Yeah. Right? They don't need that. Mm. Obviously, we're big on programming at First Athletic Club. Me and you talk about programming all the time. It's mm. one of our favorite things to talk about. Um, how are we going to program compete? Um, it's a five-day program. Yeah. Uh, five, six, depending on whether you're going to come to the, 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 the Saturday throwdown kind of thing. Um, just give us an idea of how it's going to be laid out. Um, what, how we're going to like 
distinguish the days, the patterns, and oh, the yeah. different modalities uh, that the sport requires. Sure. I'm so excited about this question. <laughs> uh, I have thought about this a whole lot. You and I have talked about this a whole lot. So here's the skinny. The big thing to remember here is that we are going to do conditioning bias programming at Compete. What does that mean? That means we're going to do the sweaty stuff first. Yeah. As yeah, we're trying talk us through that, the, the, the reason for that. Yeah, the reason for that being that we are assuming that the folks that are coming to compete are already pretty good when they're fresh. Hmm. But the way that this sport is built and the way that competition exists now in 2021 and going forward, everybody is pretty good when they're fresh. And so nobody gets the luxury of competing when fresh. Every time you're going to see a heavy lift or a, a, a display of absolute strength, you're already going to be tired already from that same event or the fact that that max lift is three days deep into competition and you've right. already been hit by a Mack truck of 12 other events preceding. Mm. So we're trying to build Batman. Yes. And Batman has to be good at a really heavy barbell uh, after 20 minutes of really sweaty stuff because he's been up all night fighting crime exactly yes so compete is conditioning bias programming we do the sweaty stuff first and then we do the heavy stuff after if you've come from a crossfit background in the past you've seen the opposite yeah you've seen strength bias programming that comes from this idea that we wanted people to be able to do other workouts as prescribed, right? Close to the way that the elite athletes were doing it and they just weren't strong enough. So we had to use all of their energy on the stuff to get them stronger, right? So that they can maybe one day do the workout as prescribed. But here, and after a year and a half of myself doing conditioning bias program, I've realized that yeah, at the beginning it's tough. Like it's emotionally taxing. You yeah. feel like you're not very strong. Weak as piss, as you like to say. <laughs> but, the truth is that I think there's really, really powerful adaptation that happens here, both in the way that the athlete comes to understand their own strength and how to perform, but it also just builds your body to be resilient. Right. And, and what would you what would you say to someone who said, "Yeah, but if you if you tax someone first, isn't the risk of injury more when you're doing like the heavy lifts?" What would your ah, I think so. It's a valid criticism. But my, my response to that is if that athlete has just done 12 minutes of high intensity functional fitness, they're already so warm. Their ligaments are so lax and their body is so used to those movement patterns because we've already been using them yeah. that in the event of something totally unexpected and something going really wrong that shouldn't go wrong, an accident, they're going to be more nimble right? as opposed right. to them only having warmed up for 12 minutes and then going really heavy. And presumably, because because it is a seventy-five minute class, we're going to have more, you know, more opportunity to, to to warm up, to activate, to make sure everyone is in, you know, prime condition before they even Absolutely. get involved with the big that's stuff. That's been that's been exactly my experience. I think at the beginning, as I started to do uh, like uh, metcons first, do the workouts first, mm. um, I couldn't believe that I had to lift a heavy bar at the end. And then I realized a couple of months went by, and I was like, oh, I'm so warm, like right. I feel so good. Maybe my feelings are hurt. Like, I wish I didn't have to lift this bar because I'm sad and tired, but my body feels great. Like, I'm ready to move. Did you ever feel, did you ever get to the point, like, after you've done your conditioning, after you've done your Metcons, you're like, fuck, I just can't fucking do this right now. Like, because, you know, I've had this, I mean, we've all had those workouts mm -hmm. where you feel so god awful after the, the, the Metcon. You're like, there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. Like, did you, right. are you, are you pulling back at all on the conditioning because you know you have that strength stuff coming up or? Since we're, we're coming back, and I'm assuming that most of our athletes haven't had this kind of fitness, yes, at the beginning, it's not going to be as crazy as it might get in the future. Right. Um, but I'm banking on my experience and the experience of lots of other uh, 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 more competitive athletes that there will be a moment, an inflection point, where you'll realize that your body has gotten used to it. Right. And you have both this 
intellectual, emotional, psychological expectation and physical expectation that you really only need about three, four, five minutes mm-hmm. and you're good to go again. Okay. And that's kind of the athlete that I would like to be. And I'm excited to bring that to our, our members at Pharaohs. I want to kind of build Batman and I want Batman to be able to get in a fist fight and then five minutes later, get in a whole new fist fight and be ready to go again. Well, I'd say that's the true test of fitness, right? It's not how, how quickly you can do stuff. It's how quickly you can recover. That's the, the real test. of Right. So we're in the business. And, and most, most sports are like that, right? Absolutely. Right. Like we're in the business of creating work capacity and yeah. work capacity is not just one event. Like you did 10 minutes of work and then you're going to have a nice lie down for the rest of the day. Right. The assumption is that we should be able to be good and then be good again and again and again. Yeah. 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 Um, Talk us, talk to us about the the weekly breakdown because the problem with well, right. not the problem with CrossFit, but the the thing with CrossFit always is there's a lot of modalities, there's a lot of there's a lot of bases to cover. I need to be good at a lot of different movements. How are we going to break that down on a, a daily, weekly yeah, basis? Absolutely. Um, I think the this idea that CrossFit is constantly varied has been possibly an issue in the past, and I think that's one of the areas where at Pharaohs, with our expertise from other domains, we can improve upon this this functional fitness product, yeah. and that is a really targeted way of attacking the week yes. this microcycle this weekly microcycle monday as is the the law at pharaohs is always going to be squat day in this first six week cycle at pharaohs it's going to be focused on the front squat yeah tuesdays and thursdays are going to be gymnastics on tuesdays we're going to press thursdays we're going to pull so in this cycle it's going to be the strict handstand push-up on tuesdays and the uh the strict ring muscle up on thursdays and then our big Olympic lifts, the clean and jerk and the snatch fall on Wednesday and Friday, respectfully. So you get this week that includes all kinds of variation, even within those days, right? We're going to have shorter conditioning some days and longer conditioning other right. days with, um, that's, and that's conscious of like what lift also occurs at that time. And we're also making room for days where there'll be lighter barbells or lighter weights with lots of reps, heavier weights with fewer reps, odd objects single dumbbells, single kettlebells, and all those sort of things in between that allow us to accomplish what I think is the thing that I may be most proud of with this programming, and that is that it is profoundly fun. Yes. Like I set out to program with three ideas in mind. The programming has to be really intelligent, like it has to be based on science. It's not just a bunch of crap. It has to be effective. It has to be shown to move the needle for the athletes that we actually have. Not the ones we want to have, the ones we actually have. And then the last one is the most important. It's got to be fun. Like, I want this to be the best 75 minutes of somebody's day and not because you felt like it was great once it was done because you have a rush of endorphins, but like even while it's happening. Yeah. I want people to be like, man, I forgot how fun this is. Yeah. And, yeah. and to be sort of, you know, to be blunt about it, I also want everybody in the gym who maybe aspires to, to go to the compete level to be like, wow, how can it be that those nerds are the ones that are having the most fun? Like, I want to go play with those toys. <laughs> That's great. Now, presumably, when you're when we talk about the uh, the short mat cons and the longer mat cons and stuff, mm-hmm. and again, we've talked about this before, but we're, we're basically doing when when you do the real heavy stuff, you have a, a shorter mat con, more of a, a, a creatine phosphate based mat con or glycolytic mat con, um, but it's going to be shorter in in uh, in yeah. time domain. And then with the with the lighter lifting or the you know the more power lifting, you can afford a slightly longer mat con. Right. So we're that we're kind of, absolutely yeah. Let's touch on that too. We have to be aware of the fact that a human only has a certain, like has a finite amount of energy in a day, right? Mm. And so to maximize the, the, the stimulus or the, the, to maximize how much a person can get out of the session, we have to be mindful of where they're spending that gas. Yes. So Monday is day one. Let's use that as an example. Monday, we're going to do a 
squatting piece later in the day. We know that's going to be heavier. We know it's going to be higher volume. That's going to be pretty taxing on the system. So that means that the conditioning stuff we're going to do before that has to be lighter. It's got to be snappier and it just has to not take as much time. Yes. So yes. you'll see workouts that will be, this might be new for some folks. We're going to do lots of workouts that are go hard, recover, go hard again. Yeah. So Monday's a great example. You're going to work out for six minutes. You get four minutes to come back to life, resuscitate yourself six minutes and go again. Mm. And the expectation is that you should have as much energy in the first half as you do in the second. We take a little bit more time. We warm up our squats and then we go squat. Mm. So to your point here, Monday's a good example. Your lifting is heavy. Your your lifting is high volume. And so your conditioning has to sort of compensate for that. Right. You, you and like me, and I've been, I've been involved in and out of CrossFit for, for a long time. Um, and I've, fo I've followed and looked into the programming of lots of different people. Mm. And I know you have too. Um, without mentioning any names here, like what have, you, what have you noticed about the differences between how this person programs, how this person programs, and how this person programs in terms of like the way they're approaching the sport? And what's been your takeaways from like, I understand why they do it this way, but it doesn't really work. I understand why these why these people do it this way, and I kind of think that does work better, like mm. that kind of stuff. Because yeah. I've noticed some things over over the over the time. I've been sure. Doing. Yeah, I, I would love to hear what you thought. Um, I think it's a really thoughtful question. I think there's a couple of key players in the space that provide elite programming, both in the fact that it's meant for elite athletes and also that it's of extreme high, like of a very high quality. Mm. Um, I think the stuff that is most effective and most fun is kind of similar to what we're trying to bring in at Pharaohs. Thinks about programming thematically. Yes. In terms of not necessarily a movement pattern or a body plan or a plane in which it exists. It's trying to think about a grouping of movements and what they're trying to do. Mm. So it's like midline, your capacity to organize your spine around your pelvis. So that's core stuff, but it can include a whole bunch of different things. We think about like a heavy deadlift as a midline exercise, a GHD sit up, toes to bar, all of these things, or like a rope climb, all fit into this bucket of midline, midline, and we can think about midline conditioning, right? Being able to do this at high heart rate. I have found that's what's most interesting and has made a biggest difference in my training and the training of my, my peers, the folks that I train with, has been stuff that organizes training, not in intervals, not in time domains, not in body plans or movement patterns, but in these big thematic buckets. And the simpler and bigger they are, the more beautiful and elegant that programming is. And I mean ele elegant in like the mathematical sense, like effective and simple. And do you find the effective ones are cycling? And if, if, if so, like how long are those cycles? Are they doing three-week cycles, four-week cycles, six-week cycles? Are they yeah. thinking in that way or are they just kind of like... They're actually... The way that I've seen it, I recognize that I still obviously like, I have things to learn in the sport. I'm still growing myself. But in my experience, I have seen the three to four month kind of like 12 week sweet spot is where you can still capture the attention of the athlete. Like you, there's still adherence, right? In other words, people don't get bored, but you still have a long enough arc that you can go through a really big kind of linear phase and then taper and then test and get something really big out of it. Mm -hmm. Like this past spring, I did the highest volume squat cycle that I've ever done. Um, emotionally devastating. It would be on Mondays and by Thursday, I would just start to be able to do an air squat without wincing. Mm -hmm. um, like the most squatting that I've ever done, but also I got my lanky legs to front squat 35 more pounds in 11 weeks. Right. And so I think that that kind of longer arc allows for lots of adaptation, mm -hmm. particularly in the sport, because the assumption here being the folks that you're training have already done a lot of training. 
Right. And so the things that they need to grow exponentially have to be pretty robust. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I've noticed over the years is pe people always bring their own bias to, to writing programming, right? Sure. So, you know, I, I've followed a few, a few different programmers over the years and some, some are very conditioning biased, some are very strength biased, some are very weightlifting biased. And it's hard to get away from your own, your own bias. It's hard to get away from the things that you like and over -pro programming the things that you like and not right. programming enough of the things that you don't like. Right. Um, so the best ones kind of like, they, they find that sweet spot between, between the elements, right? Mm. Um, and I, you know, I've noticed over the years, you know, obviously CrossFit programming and CrossFit as a sport has improved a hell of a lot in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, and people have gotten better and better, better at it. Like it used to be, if you looked at some program, it used, it used to be like so long. And so like, this is just like a ton of stuff. Like it wasn't really, it wasn't really thought out long time. It was very much this day we're doing this, this day we're doing that. And it was just like a hodgepodge of, of, yeah, like of a shit, collage. basically. Yeah. Um, but now it's, you know, the good, the good, the good ones are, are, are doing a much better job. Um, and I think our job, you know, when you, when you run a facility and you try and write good programming, you, you have to go into it without any, um, without any kind of like dogma or like, well, we do it this way because this, and we believe this, we, it's like, you have to learn from everybody. And the, the great thing by this point is that you can look at all these different programs and you can take from it. They did this part really well. They did this part really well. This really worked. This is a great fucking warm up for this exercise. This is great accessory for this. It really works. So you can kind of like now kind of piece together. There's no perfect programming. There never is. But you can uh, now kind of piece together with the experiences that we've had, with the knowledge that we've we've obtained over, over the years and the the application that so many people have now put into this sport, mm -hmm. you can really develop um, good, sustainable, effective programming yeah. that, as you said, is is, is super fun. And, and and fun's an important word because sure. 98% to 99% of the people that come to this gym do not need to be doing the programming that the elite athletes are doing. <laughs> There's maybe one or two people here that are kind of right. like on that level, but for the most maybe part, maybe one or two, maybe I'm not even stretch. one of them. Right, <laughs> no. right. I wish I was. So, um, the, for the most part, people need to be something do, doing something similar, but it's it's not at the same level. And it's being able to, it's being able to like realize what is appropriate for the community that you have. Yeah, I think I think our superpower in building what you and I have talked about is the best functional fitness class experience in Los Angeles comes from our ability to do lateral thinking. Right. Like we have really diverse experience. Our team comes from all these different backgrounds and we're going to leverage all of those strengths to build something that is inclusive uh, to all of those strengths and integrates all of the best elements. Yeah. And so instead of just doing high intensity, functional fitness, executed, or as a constantly very functional fitness as a huge high intensity. Uh, instead of doing just CrossFit, I think it grows beyond that. It's not capital C, capital F mm. CrossFit. It's everything we've come to understand about human movement done at a high level without any particular bias as best as we can and with a priority that our members are getting a lot out of it emotionally yes. and physically. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the fact that we're not just CrossFitters, that, we're, that we come from different backgrounds, that's not a weakness. I think it's the opposite. Yeah, I think I it's actually what makes this program stronger is yeah. that we're not married to any one thing. We're adapting. We're learning every time. And every time we come back to this, it gets better. 
Yeah, and what I also love about it, and you mentioned this earlier, is, is the synergy, synergy across programming. Um, so that you know, if if you do have the capacity to, and you want to, you can you can jump between build, compete, and train, depending on how you're you're feeling on, on that day. Right. Um, there are days when, I, if I were to look at a CrossFit program or a CrossFit style program, I'd be like, I'm just not in it today. Like. I'm not feeling up to that, but I'll look at the build. And like, I build is something I can do today, or train is something I can handle today. And honestly, like, when you get into your 40s and 50s, like, there are days when you just don't, you're just not feeling it, and it's better to, it's better to, like, go off off plan a little bit and do something a, a little bit different. So, right, you know, the, be- the beauty, of the way that we do things at the club is it does does give us that variation without interfering with the other program. I you think that's I mean? beautiful, right? It's a, a very human approach, right? Right. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes, like your cat eats the twist tie from a pe- like a bag of bread and you're up all night because the thing is puking. Did this happen? This yes, is yes, this is a personal story. <laughs> and sometimes you're not feeling the funk and like you recognize that hey, some movement no matter what it is is better than no movement. And how cool is it that it's not this is not just a one size fits all program. Right. This is one really smart idea scaled up and scaled down across domains and modalities so that no matter where you are when you walk into the gym that day there's going to be something for you and it's going to be the appropriate thing for that day yeah yeah i love that and i think compete is something really exciting to me because it sort of fills in this this place that we were we're missing before which is what about all the people that want a lot more right let's give them more than they ever asked for it right let's give them the yeah the best functional fitness 75 minutes that you can get in los angeles yeah and and the other thing that that i love right now people are coming back to the gym you know everyone's been in quarantine everyone's been away from other people i cannot tell you how good it is to feel the energy of people and people in the same space sharing 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 moments sharing workouts um experiencing things together struggling together suffering together and having a good time together, it's, 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 it's a special thing. And then you, you add to that the kind of competitive, uh, competitive nature of thing. I mean, yesterday's class, we did uh, yesterday's build class. There were a bunch of, this, bunch of us in there. Oh, meat squad. A bunch of meatheads just, just thrown down. And it's, it's just fun, you know. It's just fun to be back with people working out. And, you know, and, and Faros is a special building. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a beautiful space to be in. And then you combine that beautiful space with all the beautiful people. It's... Uh, it's electrifying, it's baby. It's electrifying, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for more of that. I'm excited for this program to come back and people to get back into that, into that groove, and and be able, to, and be able to, like I said, mix things up if if they want to. It's 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 great. I'm I'm, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I think we've got a special thing here. I think we do. Um, so 2022, what do you think to the Idle Wild Games, the Pharaohs Idle, Wild, Idle Games. Wild Games, the Pharaohs Ranch, <laughs> the Pharaohs okay. Ranch. Um, yeah, talk to me about this. So this is. Um, so here's the plan. We're gonna have it. I'll, I'll let you guys into a little secret. This is this is the first time you guys are gonna be hearing about this. Are we unveiling Most something on the podcast? Huh? Wow. Are we okay. unveiling? It's gonna be exclusive. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the plan is um, we are building kind of what we call the pack lodge in Idlewild, and it's gonna be um, a workout space, uh, a gym. Um, there's going to be lodging. There's going to be uh, an outdoor sauna, outdoor hot tub, ice baths, that kind of thing, where people can come. They can stay for the weekend. They can work out. We're going to have like um, deals with local restaurants where we're going to like eat together. We're going to hike together in the mountains. It's going to be a whole like whole experience. We're going to do recovery practices. We're going to do uh, um, 
like repair sessions. Emily's going to run some, uh, you know, mobility workshops, that kind of stuff. And it's going to be a real collective, you know, basically everything we ever talk about at Varos in terms of like everything we do in here helps us do everything we, we, we want to do out there, mixing the indoors with the outdoor experience and getting back to nature yeah. and um, just being healthy in the mountains. And we're going to, we're going to, you know, hopefully bring more of that to Faros. And you, I'd love to do like um, a fitness event up there, which would be like the Pack Games or the Faros Games, yeah. whatever you want to call it, where people come out for a day and we have this 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 big you know fitness competition, and then all all go out for dinner in the evening, and, and everyone has a great time. So yeah, you heard it, heard it the, first. This the is, way it should be. This is this is what we're moving towards. I just want to, um, yeah, I just want people to to really get outside in 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 the near future and really enjoy everything that nature has to offer and the the idle wild project is going to be one that allows us to do that um and it doesn't it, it adds to adds to the membership of Faros athletic club right you know i think it's really powerful to have a destination for which to couple all these cool ideas right fitness yeah. wellness recovery even yeah. competition all really good ideas i think we all kind of nod our heads when we hear these things this, yeah. this lodge like it puts rubber to the road right and, and now and it also, is now it exists as a physical space you can go to it you hop on the highway and in a little while you get to this place where these things are alive in front of you yeah and it gives you the, the ability to converse about these things because sometimes you know we talk a lot in the gym people come in they work out they leave kind of thing mm. but when you come to a place like that and we work out we recover we we, we sauna we have we do all these these different things we hike together and all that kind of stuff it really gives you the opportunity to converse and to talk about stuff and to um, discuss training and discuss nutrition and discuss lifestyle and discuss all these different things that sometimes, you know, in our busy lives in the city, you know, you're coming in, you're moving, you're on the go. You don't really get this, the, the, the chance to just kind of breathe with each other and just be like, let's talk about shit, you know, let's just get outside and have a conversation. Oh my so God. I'm super excited for that. I feel like this last year has taught us so much about the, like the value of hanging out. Yes. We've all yeah. been at home. We're like watching Netflix for 12 months. And I think we're probably all at our wits end with well, how get, powerful is it to like have the idea that, oh, we can, we can have this place to shoot the shit in yeah. a really meaningful way. Well, we went on, we, we did the Mont Blanc trail uh, mm -hmm. with, with Chris Puckett and um, you know, a bunch of members came with us. And one of the most beautiful things about it, and obviously the landscape's incredible and the, the hiking is incredible, but the amount of time that you have to just like walk and talk with people is one of the most special things about it. You know, it's just endless time to just talk and yeah. just like share and experiences and share stories and, you know, sharing dreams and like um, yeah. ambitions and all that, all that stuff. And it's, it's often things that, you know, in our Instagram lives, you know, you make comments here and there, but they're not real conversations. Um, a lot of people, not, not so much people here, but, I feel like a lot of people are spending so much time inside and so much time online that no one's having real conversations anymore. No one's sharing yeah. real real time together anymore. Where's the deep connection? Deep connection. I, 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 want, I want to give us, I want to give our community the opportunity to, when they, when they want to and when they need to, to get out of the city and, and have that kind of like freedom to just, you know, just hang and talk. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I'm excited. So, guys, I'm super excited about Compete. Um, no, when's it, when's it going to be? What time's it going to be? Yeah, catch us at 11.15 on weekdays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Presently, the class is going to be 75 minutes, not 60 like the rest of them. If there is appetite, maybe it'll become 90 minutes. Who's <laughs> to say? I'd love that. But 
weekdays at 11.15, come throw down at Compete. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll start, we're just starting with that, guys. We are gonna be adding more time. So if you're like, oh my God, I can't make that time, do not worry, there will be more to come. This is just a good place to start. Um, so uh, watch out before, and of course, we will announce when more times come through. But um, for a lot of you guys, I know you've been asking for this. I know you've been looking forward to it. So uh, come along, welcome back, um, uh, and let's all have a, a great time at Forest of Cup doing this, this new cooking program. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, my man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. See you right great there. stuff there. Um, guys, we are now uh, open, uh, 1316 Glendale Boulevard, Farris Athletic Club. You can follow us at, at Farris Echo Park. Um, we do have uh, membership offers right now if you want to swing by and find out where they are. If you've never seen the facility, come by for a tour. It's a great club. It's a great facility. We have a lot to offer you guys. Uh, I know you're going to love it. So, um, you know, come by. Check it out. Come chat with us. All right, team. We'll catch you soon. Take care. Bye.